Are we... Are we back? Jordan, do you just want to make sure everyone is okay? Are you okay? Okay, great. Thank you. Hey, folks, I think we're back. You might be, like we are, wondering what the hell that was. Fair. We don't really know. I should probably be hesitant to speculate on air, as that isn't responsible journalism, but it sounded like an explosion, didn't it? (laughs) The booming echo in the distance, the way the walls and windows here seemed to faintly shake. Everything suddenly rattled and then stilled. Not to mention the massive surge of interference and static we experienced on the radio side of things. That was... interesting. I was told there was an earthquake or two around here a little while ago, but I don't think it was another one of those. Though I'm no expert on anything at all, really, so who's to say? It just seemed more explosion-y. Not a huge one, but still. Sorry, I don't mean for this to sound so casual, listeners. This is potentially a very serious situation, and I'm... I'm sorry if any of you are afraid. I just... It's been a long night. I don't... Tanner, did Carlton come back while I was... No? If you and Martha are going out, can you keep an eye out for him? And be safe. So yeah, we hope everyone and everything is okay. We're going to do our best to figure out what's happened and touch base with those of you that we can... If anyone was willing and able to fill us in, there are those of you who know where to find us. In the meantime, the only real thing I can share with you is that I checked all the windows to make sure nothing broke, and all we know for sure is that there is a plume of smoke rising in the north, I think. At first, I considered it could just be a last wisp of smoke from the field, but it's pretty strong. And it's not moving the same way. It looks just normal. Like normal smoke. As always, listeners, we will update you as things develop. But if you'll excuse me, I'm gonna get another cup of coffee super quick. Maybe it's all the coffee talking, folks, but I feel... weird. In, like, a fun way. Mostly. Just... Just now, I suddenly became hyper-aware of my own existence and the physical state of my body. Like my own relationship with the tangible, corporeal world. I feel energized. Not like standing knee-deep in a cool river energized, but 
standing in an open field during a thunderstorm energized. Like, enjoyable and refreshing, but there's the risk of being struck by lightning at any given moment. Obviously, there's no real risk of me being struck by lightning right now. There is, however, a smaller, more surreal risk insofar as there's never truly a 0% chance of something happening. Stranger things have happened, though, haven't they? Happened to me. Happened here. Prior radio hosts in Braden have died stranger, more unpleasant deaths. Maybe something in me knows it's my turn coming up and it's warning me. What? Hey, wait. River just took my coffee. You know those possible updates I mentioned earlier? I'm happy to report we've got one to share in the form of bullet points written helpfully on a sticky note that I get to summarize. First things first, though, folks, I feel it needs to be said as it's our only means of receiving information. We here have no official way of confirming any news we receive through word of mouth. This is not to say that we do not trust you all, but it is to say we have to trust you. I cannot think of any one of you who might take advantage of that fact, and this news was brought to us by someone we trust deeply, so consider this just a separate side note thought thing, but even the people we trust can mislead us, or lie to us. Usually, hopefully, unintentionally. However, Given the nature of our situation as a whole, I'd rather share what information we get, and then if there are future updates and maybe we find out we were wrong, then we were wrong. You trust us to share things with you, and I hope you further trust us to address and correct our inevitable mistakes. And with that, let's get to the update. Martha and Tanner ran into town and back. Literally, I can see them across the room and they're pretty out of breath. And they brought Carlton back with them. They all said they spoke with a few of you, so thanks to everyone who shared. And likewise, everyone who helps maintain our secret. It sounds like my initial observational guess was correct. There was an explosion. A small one, somewhere north of town, which explains the pillar of smoke I saw rising somewhere in what I guessed was that direction. From what we've been able to gather so far, no one was killed or even really injured as the blast was small, but the explosion did cause some damage beyond itself. Broken windows, loose items knocked and fallen over, that sort of thing. It sounds like everything's okay for the most part though, except for the thing that exploded which we're still not totally clear on what that is, or was. And 
Just the fact that something exploded is a lot to reckon with. Wouldn't you agree, listeners? It's such a violent thing. And sure, violence has happened here, but the kind of sudden, bursting violence of an explosion. And I mean, we don't even know if it was an accidental detonation or something deliberate yet. But I'm gonna refrain from speculating on that. I also briefly spoke to Stephen during the break. I was bringing him some coffee because I've been told I'm not allowed anymore tonight and there's a whole pot going cold and decided to ask whether or not this explosion was something town council knew about, or if it was at least something he thought we should be worried about. He said, quote, no, and, quote, how should I know, respectively. So, not super helpful, I guess, but an answer of sorts. An answer that rules out something, but not an answer that explains anything. Those are my favorite kind of answers, personally. Stephen also mentioned, and I know, I know, but if you are in need and comfortable, he said that anyone greatly affected by this is free to reach out to town council, that they have a fund in place for these sorts of things, re supporting the community when it comes to, quote, unprecedented damages, unquote. I'm reminded of that secret emergency fund for some impending, looming, terrible thing that we apparently all know is coming. But he made it sound like this was a different fund? So I guess that great, looming, terrible thing has yet to reach us. Which checks out. My instinct concurs. And my dreams. However, Well, I'm not sure if it's still going, but I do also remember that garage sale at St. Barbara's Church and the fund the community itself was working to set up. If that's still around and on offer then, well, there's two resources that you can reach out to about getting any shattered windows fixed or that sort of thing. I think that's the closest thing we've had to a community bulletin item in a while. Oh, I just saw a small flash outside the window. I'm not sure if that's the start of the meteor shower or something else. I'm gonna pop outside. Be right back. Herman Blanchard stopped by over that break, and by stopped by, I mean I was standing out there, in the dark, watching the sky, and suddenly I could see a shadow approaching, which introduced itself to me as Herman Blanchard with a familiar voice and smile. He was no longer carrying the case I saw him with no more than an hour ago, and he no longer looked nervous, but excited. Maybe excited isn't the right word. He looked alert, and almost inspired. Energized, 
or like he was still riding the high of an adrenaline rush. He also looked a tad singed and smelled, it's worth noting, like burning. Herman came to fill in the blanks of our broadcast this evening and informed me that A. The thing that exploded was a radio tower that had been set up on Farmer Daniels' still-fenced-off property, specifically in Clarence's northernmost field. When I asked Herman how he knew this, he smiled and simply repeated the cryptic message he had relayed to me earlier. When asked for details about what happened, again... All he had to say was what had already been said. Herman's second point was B, quote, We don't have to worry about that frequency no more, unquote. You know, the one that made us all unreasonably aggressive and violent with one another, and the whole reason we've been maintaining a consistent on-air presence. The man lastly reminded me to remind all of you that if you were wanting to watch the meteor shower tonight, which technically is not allowed, but who's keeping track, go stargazing, or in his words, just do something about all this dark, you should probably join the stargazing club, as part of their membership process is teaching you how to properly ask permission to gaze down into the dark, star-speckled void from the void itself, along with other things he did not explain. Recalling his earlier traveling companion, I asked Herman where weatherman Todd Stevenson was. He said Todd was safe and, quote, probably just waiting out the ringing in his ears, unquote. I thanked Herman for all this new information, which he gave me permission to share with all of you, and watched him, for the second time today, walk off and disappear into the shadowed distance. I understand the implication of a lot of what I'm saying, folks, and I once again want to apologize if my tone or phrasing seem quite casual. This is a serious situation, and pretty big in terms of community news that we've had to share recently. I just... The idea that this long night might almost be over... I thought would excite me, but... Has actually... Exhausted me. The end is in sight, and I am losing steam, I think. We're going to take a short break here to give David a chance to confirm what Herman told us in relation to the frequency, but we'll hopefully be back with some good news. Well, folks, good news. I'm sure you can understand our position when we say there will be no show this evening at 8. We're uh, gonna take the rest of the day and night off. I mean, aside from the fact that I did make a promise, yeah, I think we could all do with some radio silence. Speaking of, David also seems to think you should for sure be able to turn your radios off now. So please, turn them off. Give them a rest. 
thank them for their efforts, but yeah, I'd say they've earned a break. I also quickly popped outside again over that break, and unless the brief glowing streak I saw wasn't a shooting star, but something else, I'd say the meteor shower has started. Not that it would be anything else. There's no such thing as aliens. <laughs> I don't know why I felt the need to say that. <laughs> Probably because I used to be contractually obligated to remind you. But you know, I forgot how full the night sky was here. How the stars, those many burning eyes in the dark, stare down, and how it's almost a comfort to remember they're there. As I'm not a member of the Stargazing Club, I won't push my luck with observing the sky any further and possibly being observed back. But, yeah, it's pretty. I had to double-check with Steven whether or not typical meteor shower rules still applied given the current everything, and he said better safe than sorry. So, better safe than sorry, folks. We'll be going dark here until the sun's fully risen, and we recommend you do the same. I understand it might be difficult, as many of you may be at work and school. So, as in all things... We can only ask you do your best. But now that I'm thinking about it, while I was outside, I swear I heard a strange sound in the distance, coming from the mine, or like in that direction. I mean, I don't want to add any stressors or concerns to what is already happening, and it was so faint and far away that maybe it was nothing, but I'm going to ask you all to keep an ear out for it. Especially as we'll be taking a break tonight. It's been a while since since we addressed the mine, or at least since I have, and I know that between our many hours-long broadcast, the fire, this explosion, and the usual nighttime sounds here, like the wind, the pulsing mechanical sounds from the building across the river, and whatever it is that cries in the distance, the nights can be pretty loud. But... If you happen to hear it, hear a distant kind of grumbling, rumbling, shifting in the deep, distant beds of rock and whatever else is down there, then let us know. Let each other know. Let me know. Somehow. And maybe also let Weatherman Todd and the Mountain Watch know. The mine is in the mountains. They, you know, watch the mountains. It might be important. As I mentioned before, I can see the window from here. And it seems the first few pinks of dawn are finally starting to creep over the horizon. Rising up beyond that faint orange glow. The night is at last, dissolving into a warm gradient of morning. So, the meteor shower has started, but will likely only last until day swallows up the sky. A fitting end to all this, I think. Looking up at the increasing morn-colored light, I've just been hit with this feeling of, oh, there you are. 
We've been waiting for you. Welcome. Relief, I think, might be the word. It's a new day to enter into, with fewer worries than when this long night started. I hope it is kind to each and every one of you. We'll be with you again tomorrow. So, until then, thanks for tuning in. sleep. I don't know. If I was back home, I would have called you by now, so... I'm calling you to pretend that maybe I'm there and maybe you'll pick up. And maybe I'm not alone out here. I dreamt of Brayden. I've been having a lot of weird dreams here, but I keep dreaming about a storm. A bad one. This time, though, I could see it coming to spread over the town. And there was this wailing in the background, like, like an alarm. Those siren alarm things for bad storms, but different. Vocal. Like something was screaming. Or someone. The sky just kept getting darker and darker and everything was bathed in this like purple shadow. I went cold. I couldn't move. (laughs) I know that stressful situations can trigger bad dreams, and that's probably all it is. Admittedly, recent events have been nothing but stressful experiences. I'd go so far as to say life recently has been wholly traumatic. But you know when you have dreams that just 
I feel like more. Hi everybody, my name is Angela Yi, the creator of Residence of Persephone Park, an audio drama focusing on mythological creatures and a story as well as the legends themselves. Right now we are crowdfunding for season 3 and we can't wait to show you all the new creatures you're going to meet. Speaking of, our very own Jess is playing a part in this story as well. She is playing the character, drumroll please, <laughs> Jessica. <laughs> I know, shocking, but trust me, this is not the same character you're familiar with in Nowhere on Air. <laughs> Please check out our campaign on Indiegogo. You can just search Residence of Persephone Park and it will show up there. Or listen to the first two seasons of Residence of Persephone Park and give us a rating and review. Come visit soon.